Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 7 pregame show, it is the Battle of the Buchanan's East Buck versus Mid Buck. We'll break down the battle that has conference, district, and state implications. We'll preview the game, all that, and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 7 pregame show. Welcome everybody here to the week seven pregame show here on the Cliff Notes podcast. I am your host Clifton Grooms. This is the second segment where we're talking about the KCI and GRC 11 man divisions. I know this segment we're going to focus real heavy on the big state ranked matchup top five in class one between East Buchanan and Mid Buchanan. We will break down the game in full here in just a little bit. But until then, we're going to run down all the scores from Week 6 and the KCI and the GRC. Mid Buchanan was able to run their record to 6-0 on the regular season, surviving a test from the Hamilton Hornets. 21-19 was the final score. East Buchanan also got themselves to 6-0 on the season with a 44-20 win over Plattsburgh. West Platt escapes Weston with a 14-7 victory over Lathrop. Lost it over West Platt 50-6. Polo 30, Trenton 20, Gallatin over Milan 40-6, South Harrison defeats Putnam County 28-14, and then Maysville over Princeton 45-22 is the final score there. That is the scores for Week 6. We will break down Week 7 in full after a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 7 pregame show. And welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooms. We are back here on the Week 7 pregame show. Now, of course, the first game we're going to look at, this is the one everybody came for. Number 5, East Buchanan versus number 2, Mid Buchanan. The matchup in Fawcett this Friday night. Both teams are top 5 in the state. Both teams are at the top of the KCI Conference. Both teams are at the top of Class 1 District 8. This one has a lot of state, conference, and district implications on the line here in this matchup here. So this is going to be a fun one in Fawcett. Now, first of all, we're going to take a look at the road team this Friday night. The East Buchanan Bulldogs, they are led by their second-year head coach, Dan Ritter. The Bulldogs are off to a 6-0 start this season, including 4-0 in the KCI. They had two wins to start the regular season over South Harrison and Trenton. And then started off the uh, the conference season with a home win against Lathrop. Got a stark test in week four against Hamilton. 22-12 was the final score in that one. And then it came down to the wire in week five as East Buchanan barely escaped Weston with a 21-20 victory. That was the Bulldogs' test this season. We'll talk about mid-Buchanan's test this season here in just a few minutes whenever we get to our mid-Buck preview and then last week, they were able to defeat Plattsburgh 44-20 to move on to 6-0, 4-0 in KCI conference play. They are led by their quarterback, Cotton Musser, who has almost 1,000 yards passing this season, a 64% completion percentage, had a great year last year, and he's definitely capitalizing on that this year. Trevor Klein all, with over 1,000 all-purpose yards, including almost 700 yards in rushing. Um, he... Connor Musser will definitely be joined in his um his receiving core by Crew Conway, Carson White, Luke Webb, and Adam Stephen Ingus, and then um, Aiden Hensley also gets some catches there. So those are all the um the offensive players for East Buchanan. I like East Buchanan. I like their work in the trenches. They are led 
by Trevor Rush at the um, left tackle position. Michael Collard and Caleb McCarty. Those are the um, right side of the line, the right guard and the right tackle. And then they add a couple sophomores in there, Nick Klein and Tucker Musser in there. So East Begin, I think if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to win this game in the trenches. They're going to have to dominate the line of scrimmage to get Trevor Klein some running room in order to get Connor Musser some protection there. So I think it's going to be a fun matchup really watching this East Buchanan defense. Uh, we talked a lot about this matchup with Mid Buchanan and a look back at the Plattsburgh game with East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter. And we're here on the Clip Notes podcast. We are previewing the huge game this Friday night. East Buchanan at Mid Buchanan. A top five class one matchup this Friday night in Fawcett. We have the head coach of the East Buchanan Bulldogs with us. That would be Dan Ritter. Coach, how are you? Really good. We're excited about the game, and thank you for covering us. We're excited that you're going to be at the game with us on Friday. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to cover Bulldog football. You guys have been off to a tremendous start. And another win on the win column for you guys this week. A 44-20 win over Plattsburgh. Um, Coach, just uh, walk us through the game. Well, I don't know if there's a whole lot to walk through because uh, we kind of injured their quarterback or hurt their quarterback early in the game, and and they kind of became one-dimensional. They moved one of their good athletes to QB, but it it wasn't quite the same for them because he's one of their uh, good receivers that uh, Isaiah usually throws to, so... Uh, well, anyway, we ended up containing him pretty well, and uh, and we got through the first half, 44 to zero. So it was uh, it was a really good game for us defensively. We had a defensive score and a couple interceptions, so it was a lot of fun to be a part of uh, at home in uh, in front of our home crowd for sure. Coach, that that, that puts your record at six and zero on the regular season. Um, let's look ahead to this week. This Friday night, like I mentioned earlier, Fawcett, Missouri, number two mid-Buchanan, number five East Buchanan. It, it was a big game on the schedule last season for not only the regular season but the, the district championship. Uh, I, I, I don't think I can really say anything less this year. It's just as big this year. Um, Coach, um, your thoughts on the 2021 version of the Dragons, your scouting report, and what can we expect on Friday? Oh, yeah. The Dragons are a big-time football team, and they, they still are from last year. They made it to the state championship. They have three returning first-team All-Staters. They run around like maniacs on defense, and they score a lot of points on offense. Nothing's really changed. They're still the, the team to beat, number two in the entire state, uh, and we're below that. And last year we lost to them twice, so I have nothing but good things to say about the Dragons for it's Coach Rumpf working the defense. Uh, what a what a great bunch of, of guys over there getting some good things done uh, for their team. But uh, if we're going to have a chance in this particular game, I think the key is really around Rollins. Rollins Brandt is a, an exceptional quarterback and especially at the end. And we have to have an answer for that young man. When it comes to the line play, Cage Burns, Wade Stinton, all those guys on the line are just just rolling over people. Even though they're a little smaller bunch, they're using their speed and their feet to just absolutely manhandle other teams. So we have to have an answer for them. 
and those same two are on defense too. So, and we know they're going to bring it. They're going to bring a lot of people. We're we're guessing. If not, uh, good for us. But uh, we just have a feeling they're going to bring it, and we got to be ready. We got to survive the storm and and do what we do uh, to have a shot on this game. They're a great team. I'll just hype them up for sure. Well, Coach, I know this is going to be a big-time game on Friday. I know I'll be there. I know several media members will be there. It's, it's going to be a big one on Friday night. Um, Coach, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, and um, good luck to you and the boys Friday night uh, Friday night against Mid Buchanan. Good luck the rest of the week in practice, and I'll see you on the field on Friday. That sounds like a plan. sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, so. That was East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter on one of the podcasts with us. Of some of the defensive guys, I didn't get a chance to shout out of Barrett Vidich, Ethan Bailey, um, Jack Archdeacon, Riley Parker are some of the guys on the defensive end that start on defense. Along with some of those other guys I mentioned on offense, we didn't get a chance to shout out on that last segment there. East Buchanan averages 34.3 points per game on the offensive side while only allowing 14 and a half on the defensive side. Let's move ahead to our Let's preview the Baby Cannon Dragons now. The Dragons are also 6-0, 4-0 in the KCI. The Dragons started their non-conference slate with a home win against Princeton and a shutout win over Kansas City Southeast on the road. While they, while they came back home for three straight games with wins over Lawson, Lathrop, and North Platte, and then the real test came for the Dragons last week, a 21-19 win over Hamilton. So, it's both East Buchanan and Mid Buchanan have been tested by the Hornets this season. Um, East Buchanan had their biggest test against West Platte. So, both these teams have been tested on the scoreboard. On the scoreboard, I think it's going to be a good thing for both these teams. Um, some of the players they're going to be led by is their quarterback Rollins Brandt. Um, Rollins was a wide receiver on the starting lineup for last year's team. Uh, Rollins comes in at the quarterback at the quarterback position, replacing graduated senior Javen Noyes. At the running back position, Xavier Arumbla, Arumbula, it will be the starting tailback this year. And then the receivers, um, the receivers are led by Caden Bailey and Blake Hunter, and are also complemented by Zach Kelly and Lane Leader. On the offensive line, um, Gage Burns and Wade Stanton lead the off lead the offensive line. Uh, along with Nathan Hyde, Ben Pugh, and Clayton Rotterman are those on the offensive side. On the defense, Jess, Jackson Warren, Evan Rudgen, um, also Wade Sand and Zach Kelly are also on the defensive line there. Um, Gage Burns is on the linebacker along with Nathan Hyde, Ben Pugh, Blake Hunter, and Rollins Brandt are the linebackers. And then in the secondary, Clancy Woodward, Joe Clark, and King Bailey will man the secondary there. That are, those are the those are the main players for Coach Fritz's Mid Buchanan Dragons. The Dragons are averaging 43 points per game on the offensive side, but only allowing 6.3 points on the defensive side. The Dragons allowed last week in points what they allowed the previous five games combined. That was 19 points. They allowed 19 points in that win over Hamilton. We had an opportunity this week. Talked to the head coach of the Dragons, Aaron Fritz. We talked about last week's game against Hamilton and a look ahead to this big matchup with East Buchanan. And we're here on the Clip Dust Podcast. We are continuing our preview of the big game in Fawcett this Friday night. Number five, East Buck against number two, Mid Buchanan. We are here with the head coach of the Dragons, 
Aaron Fritz. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so excited for the game on Friday. I know I'll be there. Obviously, you're going to be there coaching. So, um, before we talk about that, um, let's talk about last Friday night. Um, Friday, um, probably one of your closest regular season games you've had in a little while. 21 to 19, a victory over Hamilton, walking out with a win. Um, coach, just um, go through the game. Uh, I mean, it, it couldn't have started more perfect for us. We turned them over three times. We we scored on all three of their turnovers. We got off the field defensively on second, third down, got some stops when we needed to to keep them in long situations and did a pretty good job. And then, um, you know, right before halftime, we had a big letdown and made a really terrible mistake on a play and let them catch a touchdown on um, a late down and, and didn't go score right before halftime and had a drop pass two kind of back-to-back negative plays for us that really hurt us. And um, in the second half, we, we came out and got a stop and moved the ball a little bit and then had a slew of penalties that kind of hurt us. And then we – um, you know, we didn't do very well after that. We we kind of let a bunch of things snowball and turned into some negatives um, and, and kind of fell in a hole there and let them have big plays. But um, when it came to make the play at the end of the game, we needed to to get a stop on the two-point conversion. We did, and we were able to get the ball back and get a couple first downs at the end of the game, too, to make sure we hung on for the win. So um, started great, ended great, did not do well in the middle, and that's something we definitely got to clean up. Well, we talked about the game being close, and we talked about, obviously, you talked about the penalties and the other stuff. Is it good kind of, you know, a little bit, obviously, it's not good to have penalties and stuff like that, but you think it's um, better right now for you guys kind of to experience that and then kind of correct it at this point in the season more than, let's say, if it were to happen in districts? No, I mean, listen, if I could tell you what high school kids were thinking, I'd probably be doing something else because you can't really get in the heads of 14 to 18-year-old high school boys, but... Um, I'm just glad that we, we found a way to get it done and, and found a way to win after all the mistakes we made. And, and if that helps us long-term, then great. If it doesn't, then we've got to find a way to correct that here at practice and things like that because you're not going to correct mistakes in games. You're going to correct them in practice and, and with your focus. So hopefully we can uh, correct some mistakes, get cleaned up, and make sure we're ready to play because we're about to play a really good team on Friday. Absolutely. Let's talk about that matchup here real quick. It was a big matchup last year. Um Mid mid buck, East Buck, it's the big robbery, it's the big KCI showdown. Um, coach, um, your thoughts on this year's rendition of the bull of the rivalry, um, your thoughts on the Bulldogs and what can everybody expect on Friday night? I mean, it's always a huge game when we play them. They're they're really close proximity to us, so that makes it a little bit bigger and just everybody knowing everybody makes it such a big game and um they're as good as advertised. I mean, they're six and for a reason. They're a state ranked for a reason. They're a state title favorite for a reason. They are loaded at the spots they need to be loaded at. They're really good in other spots. And it's just it's really hard to defend them and, and prepare for them, um, especially their defense, too. Um, they're offensively, man, they'll sling it. They'll run it. They have two really, really good running backs. They have a good tight end. They have great receivers. They have a great O-line. I mean, it's just it's just solid across the board. They run the ball well. They throw the ball well. They hit you with things when you're not ready for it. They started mixing some reverses and trick plays and things like that to keep you off balance. It's just very hard to prepare for. We've watched a ton of film, and I still don't know if we're ready because they could, they're going to give us something we're not ready for. And we've got to do a good job of being prepared for that because uh, they're just so good. They're going to make you pay if you make a mistake, especially getting lined up. And then defensively, they're aggressive. They fly around. They get to the football. They're big in the middle. They force you to run where they want you to run. And they just don't give up a lot of points. And you can see that by their scores this year. They played some really good offenses. They've been high-powered. And then they'll play East Buck and hardly score at all. So we're going to have to be really good, really disciplined. And we've got to take care of the football again to make sure we don't give them more opportunities. So um, we're going to have to 
attention to detail. We're going to have to be very clean. We're going to have to be very good and very sound if we're going to give ourselves even a chance to win this game because they're so disciplined, so good. Well, Coach, absolutely. I'm definitely looking forward to this matchup. I really looked forward to it last year. I don't think it's any different this year. Um, thank you so much for always making time for me, always making time for the podcast. And um, good luck to you and your boys the rest of the week, and good luck to you guys on Friday against East Buck. Hey, Cliff, we always appreciate your coverage, my man. Appreciate all you do for high school sports. We appreciate it, man. That was Coach Aaron Fritz of the Mid Buchanan Dragons with us on that interview. Um, the next two interviews that we're going to have are going to be media dignitaries that I have brought on to discuss this big-time game. Both of these guys will be there on the field in Fawcett this Friday night, and we're going to start that off with the, with the sports director at Regional Radio KKWK, Chris Ward. Um, he will be calling the game apart with Regional Radio Quick. You can catch him on 100.1 on your FM dial. We talked about uh, his game that he called last week. That was Mid Buchanan and Hamilton. And plus, we broke down the big matchup, the Battle of the Buchanans, in detail. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast. We are still continuing on with our preview of the big matchup this Friday night in Fawcett, Missouri. It is number five East Buck versus number two Mid Buck. We have the voice of 100.1 KKWK, the program director, the sports director is with us. Chris Ward is back. Chris, welcome back. Hey, man. Thanks for having me back. It's been a while. Uh, glad to be here. Looking forward to what should be a fantastic football game on Friday night. Absolutely. I'm thinking of, we'll get into that fantastic game here in just a few minutes. But um, you had a pretty fantastic one in Hamilton on Friday night yourself. Um, Mitt Buck, um had a lead in the first half, and then um, Hamilton was able to get back into the game there to make it a 21 to 19 win for um, Mid Buck. Um, just up, Chris, your thoughts on the ball game? I'll tell you what, uh, Mid Buck for the first half, or most of the first half anyway, was very much in control of that game. Uh, they had a couple three takeaways there in the first two quarters and really set themselves up nicely. Had the offense kind of humming along, got out to that 21 nothing lead. Hamilton comes back, gets a score right there before halftime, makes it 21-7. And from that moment on, Hamilton really kind of outplayed Midbuck. They they were able to get some stops on defense. They were able to go on long, sustained drives. Midbuck was unable to get them off the field. Uh, a bad kick, an extra point, that when they got to 21-13, the, the kick went under the crossbar. So they're a little bit behind the eight ball. They're down by eight. Uh, so at the end of the game, they had to go for two, and Tucker Ross just couldn't quite get to the goal line. He was, I, I you know, obviously a weird angle there. But within a yard of the end zone, I mean, it was really, really close to being a tie game and possibly going to overtime. Uh, Hamilton, I thought, showed really well for themselves. Again, a couple turnovers there at the beginning probably cost them. Uh, I think Midbuck found some things they need to work on, some things that, uh, you know, you, you got to sharpen the sharpen the iron, so to speak. I think they found those things, and we'll see if they were able to, to make some corrections and, and get better from that game into what's uh, coming up Friday night. I think absolutely. Um, Chris, um, just some overall real quick. Um, you've, you've seen about half of the KCI already this season as far as your play-by-play uh, -play schedule. What are your thoughts on the conference so far um, six weeks into the season? Um, I mean, it's the KCI. It's still the best small school conference, football conference in the state of Missouri for my money from top to bottom. I know uh, North Platte is, is down this year, uh, but – yeah, you look for half of a game each week, it seems like. They're giving people fights for the first half and then just kind of run out of steam after halftime. 
I think top to bottom, this is one of the best leagues, you know, in the state. You look at the top, you're talking the East Buchanan's, the Mid Buchanan's, the Hamilton's of the world, throw in West Platte. I mean, you've got four teams there that could very easily be ranked in the top ten. A cut three of them are. West Platte probably deserves to be at five and one the way they've done things. I mean, you don't have conferences like that. And then you even look at that that bottom half, you're talking Lawson, who was able to put up 50 points a week ago. They switched quarterbacks and seemed to have figured things out. So I, I definitely wouldn't want to see Lawson come up in my playoff bracket uh, here in a couple of weeks with the district start. I think Lathrop's probably the best 0-6 team in the history of high school football. Uh, that team has played a brutal schedule. They've played every single tough team they're going to play all year already. They've got a real chance to get some momentum going here in the last three weeks with some winnable games. Obviously, the other the opponents are going to have something to say about that, but they've got a chance to get that momentum rolling. This is a conference that I think probably six of these teams, depending on the matchups and how they fall if they don't play each other here, but I wouldn't be surprised if six of these teams win a first-round district playoff game. Oh, so I agree with you. I think definitely the case has one of the most stacked divisions, not just in our area, but in um, but in Missouri in general. So, um Chris, um, this is we got the main event on Friday night. This is the one we came for. Um, like I mentioned, number five East Buchanan against number two Mid Buchanan. Both teams are the top five in the state. I know that last year we had the primetime primer episode last year for this game. Um, it's a big time game again this season. So um, you're going to be in the house calling it for 100.1. Um, Chris, um, just your thoughts on um, this game and your um, keys for both teams. I'll tell you what, I think both teams, the key is going to be right there with their hands in the dirt. It's going to be a matter of line play, and I know that's cliche because football is one in, in, in the trenches. But you look at the – you just kind of look – you know, step back and kind of look at what these teams are. They're kind of the same in in the fact they have multiple skilled players that they can get the ball that can hurt you. they got a very good quarterback or running back in the backfield. It's kind of their main weapon. Uh, obviously, uh, East Buck's doing it with the Klein kid, and, and the quarterback, uh, Rollins Branch, kind of the main weapon uh, for mid-buck. But they both come out of the backfield, they're, and, and they kind of do a lot of the same things with the skill players. And when that's the case, it kind of comes down to the big uglies. And I'll tell you what, uh, watching tape, getting ready for this thing, watching the, the video, East Buck has, uh, I said this to Mize, usually that's the team I think of with skill players. I don't think of, like, the big uglies, the trench guys. I mean, that's just not the first thing that pops in my head when I think East Buck football. This year, this this group of guys that, that they have, Rush and, and Klein and Musser and, and uh, Collard and McCartney, these are big, mean dudes. I mean, they're playing really good in the lines. That's the one of the things that just jumped off the, the screen at me when I was watching the Hamilton game and then watching the West Platte game, which are two really tough opponents that they've already played and beaten. Uh, their line play really jumped off the screen at me. Obviously, Trevor Klein is a heck of a player. He's up over 1,000 all-purpose yards already. He's up close to 700 yards in rushing. You throw in Crew Conaway, who's run the ball really well, and then all those receiver weapons, I, that's going to get the headlines. But it's the guys up front. They're really clearing the way for this East Buck offense. Now, you go over to the other side, Bibby Cannon's kind of the same way. Obviously, again, you got all those skill players. There's so many different ways they can get the ball into so many different hands. I mean, you start looking at their stats, you've got three, four, five, six receivers in each game that are getting the ball, and then you throw in Rollins Brant, who uh, is just, it, it's crazy how he plays quarterback. He plays it more like a linebacker. He's got that linebacker mentality. He wants contact. He wants to run you over, uh, kind of that kind of mentality that he has. And that's, you just don't see that from a quarterback all that often. And then you've changed it up with uh, the Arambula kid, who's uh, a really good running back, I think. And then all those weapons they got outside the Hunters and the Baileys and, and leaders. And then you get Joe Clark, who's gotten better and better every week. Uh, you normally think of him as a basketball kid, but he's a, he came out for football. And I think he's progressed each and every week. Had a big interception last week. So I think the offenses are, are just so similar. Um, I love the way Mid Buchanan plays defense. And that's always an advantage that they have because – 
it's hard to match the intensity they come at you with. And from the different angles that Jake Ruff likes to bring the pressure from and the way they move guys around, it's a chess match out there. And, I mean, I've had a hard time. I've gone back and forth all week on who I think is going to win this game or how I think it's going to kind of unfold. But in every scenario that I play in my head, it is down to the late going, the nitty-gritty, the, the, you know, the last, maybe who has the ball last or maybe who makes that one big play late in the ball game. Uh, it's just one of those kind of games, one of those games I think we're going to be talking about for a long time because these two teams are just so evenly matched. Well, Chris, I'm definitely looking forward to the game. I know you're going to be in the house. I'm going to be in the house. Um, tell people um, how, if they can't make it to the game on fr- if they can't make it to the game on Friday, where can they catch you? Um, pre-game show, all that good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we get our uh, Highway 36 Auto Diesel uh, Friday Night Football Live pregame show going at five o'clock. Uh, I got some interviews lined up. We'll do a pick them contest, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, then we get game specific. Obviously, we'll chat with both coaches, Coach Fritz and Coach Ritter, for their respective ball clubs. And then we kick it off at seven o'clock, all on Classic Rock Quick 100.1. And then, of course, after all uh, all four of our stations' games are done, uh, what, whoever's the last one, we just keep kind of giving you the ESPN bonus coverage until all the games are done. And then uh, Eric Meisner's got the uh, Petty John Auto Center end zone show with all the coach interviews and uh, final scores and all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty much wall-to-wall football from 5 o'clock till about midnight. Well, Chris, definitely um, definitely Chris will have coverage on 100.1. If you can't make it out to Fawcett on Friday night, Chris, um, it's nice to have you back, man. Thank you so much for um, coming on the show, and um, we'll see you on Friday night. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. It was good to be back. And I think, again, I think this is going to be one of those uh, instant classic kind of games. I think we're in for a treat on Friday night. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on the podcast and reconnecting. Um, Also, another guy that I had an opportunity to reconnect with is from the Clinton County Leader. He will be making his way from Iowa to be covering this special game, the Battle of the Buchanans, from the Clinton County Leader. I had an opportunity to talk with Clint Dye as we broke down this game in detail. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast. We're continuing our special look into the big Class 1 matchup this week, East Buchanan and Mid Buchanan. And, of course, i got to bring on my guy from the Clinton County leader. That would be Clint Dye. Clint, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, man. It's good to, good to be back on. Uh, it's, it's the inevitable battle that comes around the last few years. It's been really important, so... It's a big game, so, you know, I'll be down for doing some coverage for the leader, and I'm excited to come back down to the old stomping grounds. Absolutely. You know, uh, East Buck and Mid Buck, you know, that, you know that, a robbery like that brings Clint Dye back to the Shelby State. So, um, <laughs> Clint, um, let's, let's talk about uh, where both these teams uh, are up to this point here. We're going to discuss the game here in just a minute, but so talk about your thoughts on where both East Buck and Mid Buck are right now before this game on Friday. Well, you know me, Clifton, when it comes to the KCI conference and the history of the conference, I'm always big in the history of things. So getting to this point, you got to go back to 2015, obviously, when Coach Fritz took over at Mid Buck. Um, they, these two teams have played each other since that season. This will be the 12th meeting between the two teams. So familiarity is obviously there. Um, it was there beforehand, but it's just been even more competitive since Fritz took over at Mid-Buck. And uh, since taking over, he's, his record is 5-6 and six against East Buchanan. So obviously he's looking for that sixth win in this 12th matchup. And then on the flip side of that coin is Coach Ritter, who got his first 
taste of the the rivalry last year in a couple games, and he's looking for his first win in the rivalry. So it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out when it comes to that. And like I said earlier, they've met 11 times since 2015, and the following season, since that season, they've met in the regular season and the playoffs every year since then. So it's definitely been hands down the biggest rivalry in the conference. It's just been even more solidified now with all the stakes that are at long line and going in into this game, obviously, you know, where they both rank with both of them being in the top five. Um, it's a big matchup there. And then, you know, they're both coming in having had a close call recently. So that's kind of adding to it as well with uh, mid buck going to the, the distance of Hamilton last week. And then, uh, East Buck having their nail biter with West Platte a couple weeks ago, so they've both been battle tested coming into it. Um, so it's going to be a pretty good matchup, I think, when they when they get ready to go Friday night. How critical do you think? You know, you just talked about it there. Uh, Mid Buck, you know, barely walking out of Hamilton with a victory, then East Buck surviving West Platte, maybe maybe by the skin of their teeth. You know, both these teams already getting tested this season. How big is that? do you think for both these teams heading into this matchup? Well, I think it's it's pretty big for both of them having that, that real test, you know, of whether they're going to get get it done in the end or not. I think it's really big for both of them. Uh, for Mid-Buck, you know, they rolled through the conference last year, so having this test early gives, gives them a good idea of, you know, where they're at and what they need to improve on. And then the same for East Buck. East Buck was riding high, and then they ran into West Platte, and it kind of – slowed them down a little. So both of them had that moment where they had to really get the gut check in and both responded with pulling out wins in those situations. So I think that's critical, especially then once we get to districts and they're obviously, you know, on the collision course for possibly meeting again, but, you know, West Platte's waiting in the wings, chomping at the bit to ruin the plans for a rematch down the road. So this district's going to be interesting as things progress through the rest of the season, that's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, this is uh, Let's talk about the main event now. This is the reason why we're here. This is the reason why you're coming to Fawcett, Missouri from Iowa. Um, number two and number five, East Buck yep. and Mid Buck. This is a big one. This is box office and the KCI. Um, Clint, just your thoughts on this year's rendition of the rivalry, and uh, what do you think are some keys? for both teams if they're going to walk out of Fawcett with a victory on Friday? Uh, this year, I mean, looking at the two teams, I think they're more even than they have been the last couple of years with Midbuck having their their run at the top. You know, they were pretty untouchable in the conference. And now, you know, obviously they've graduated a big class, but they've shown that there's not going to be a drop-off in, you know, their success. And East Buck's just the competent team as well, so – it's going to be a good, a good version of the rivalry, I have a feeling, on Friday. Um, keys this Friday, obviously, for East Buck. Trevor Klein, getting him going is a big part of it. Um, with having him in the backfield, they got that, that threat running the ball. And then Connor Muster just has to continue his, his play at the quarterback position. So, obviously, they need to get those two going. Um, on mid-buck side, their offense has been scoring, too. Uh, they're, they're coming in averaging over 40 points. So, they got to get rolling early as well. So I think it's going to be a big part of who can get the hotter start will have a big factor in this game Friday, I think. Um, obviously, it's going to be a good atmosphere, and East Buck's going to have to weather the being on the road. But whoever gets the fastest start, I think, is going to 
be able to maybe win a shootout. It could turn into a shootout this year for sure. Absolutely, I'm Clint. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing you um, on the field on Friday night. Um, I appreciate you for uh, coming on the podcast and talking this rivalry game with me. Thank you so much. Um, thank mm-hmm. you for you do You do great work for the leader, and um, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you on the field on Friday. All right, man. I'll see you then. Thank you so much, Clint Dye of the Clinton County Leader, for coming on the podcast. Um, other games of the KCI include. Plattsburgh visiting Hamilton, West Platte at North Platte, and Lathrop at Lawson. And the in the GRC 11-man division, Polo is at Princeton, Maysville is at Trenton, South Harrison is at Milan, and then Gallatin will round off the schedule against Putnam County. That is it for the segment two of the Week 7 pregame show. On our third and final segment, we break down the eight-man world and run down the schedule in the state of Kansas. That will thank you guys so much for your listenership. I want to thank Coach Coach Dan Ritter, Coach Aaron Fritz, Chris Ward, and Clint Dye for all coming on the podcast this week. Um, thank you guys so much. And until that third segment, take care, everybody.